0: This is The Financial Coconut, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. And I'm Timothy Mazier, Editor-in-Chief of Blockhead. Join me and the crew on our weekly Friday segment as we filter out the noise in the crypto space and keep you updated on the ideas that actually matter. This is Blockcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of BlockCast. I'm your host, Reggie,
0: a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut. Hi, and I'm Mark,
2: uh, CEO and founder of Blockhead.
0: And this is Timothy Mazier, Managing Editor at Blockhead. How's it going? Mm, Okay, finally we are back. (laughs) Finally. It's only been a week, but you've been gone for a while.
1: I've been gone for two weeks, right? Because uh, I needed a break, guys. I mean, we, we, (laughs) we, we, we did so much during the budget. I cannot, I cannot really uh so yeah three big stories every week um today who wants to roll who, who, who is starting our first story today uh
0: i'll take the first story um, okay you know this is something that we've been wanting to talk about uh and also one of your uh, followers on telegram also raised this topic he's like i think someone was asking a couple of days ago um, for us to talk about Silvergate. Um, great.
1: Thanks for responding to uh, community needs. Oh, right, We have heard it's your it's feedback it. and we have answered. Very good. <laughs> That's the basis of building a great show, right? Listen to the people, please.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is, you know, it, it looks like this is the crypto industry's next big blow up. So, you know, after like two months of like a relative holiday from bad news <laughs> uh you know th- things seem a bit more normal now like, with more blow-ups and, and and crisis in store okay so forget. You know basically it's a crypto friendly bank uh you know it operated uh, an exchange network that allowed um you know uh, its clients to send u s d and euros at all times twenty four hour uh payments network and then they have been supporting crypto exchanges and related businesses which traditionally have found it hard to access the banking system but Silvergate is one of several banks that service such clients they are also one of the biggest, but you know it looks like it's the end of Silvergate. Yeah.
2: You know, it's it, all it, over it,
1: the it, news already. It's all over the news. Yeah. Everybody is covering, say it is dead. It is shut operations and all that shit.
2: Well, look, like the, the interesting thing about this particular uh bank is that, you know, it's also listed the stock exchange. You can buy it, right? So at, at one point personally, like yeah, I held Silvergate stock in the same way that, you know, like I thought buying Coinbase was a good idea. It's a similar team here, like, You know, I mean,
1: I'm sorry for laughing, but I cannot. Uh,
2: <laughs> okay, please continue. No, it's okay. I mean, like you know, I I, uh, I can you know people can learn from my mistakes, lah. Yeah, yeah, we all learn, we all learn. You know, <laughs> well, we, you see, right, hmm. I, if you have deposited money in in exchange before, like an overseas exchange, like you know, like uh, with a name like say FTX, <laughs> another mistake. <laughs> right, uh, uh, you would definitely have used Silvergate. Okay, like, mm. you know, uh, uh, when you think about the transfer that you have to do from your bank account to like uh, an exchange like FTX, right? Um, the depositing of the receiving party on the other end uh, is Silvergate Bank. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. So, so that, that really is the connection. And then that, that's why I thought it was a good idea because I went, hey, most of the crypto exchanges I know use Silvergate. This should be a good investment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, voila. Right. <laughs>
2: And then you know the, what, the rest, as they say, is history. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but but what exactly happened, Tim? Like like why why the situation? Like I mean, it's all over the news now. He has collapsed. Blah blah blah. But but. What happened?
0: I, I think it started like a while back. They received some heat from regulators in the US. Um, and also there was a criminal, it, well, I think it's still ongoing criminal investigation by the Justice Department's fraud unit into uh, Silvergate's dealings with FTX and Alameda. And then I think uh, things came to a head like several weeks ago when Silvergate didn't file its annual NO report and said that it's uh it may be less than well capitalized and that it's reevaluating its business soon after it shut down its Silvergate uh exchange network which is the the its payments network and then you know crypto players that use the bank like coinbase circle paxos wintermute gemini you know all the big players uh all their clients they exited their partnerships or reduced their exposure to this banker. Well, yesterday, Bloomberg reported that it, uh, it plans to wind down operations and liquidate the bank. Uh, apparently, it's the first bank failure in the US since 2020.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a small bank, huh? honestly. I mean, you know. I mean, they literally had a bank run, right? Yeah. If you think about it, <laughs> yeah. they literally had a bank run. The, the headline for this one shouldn't be Silvergate in crisis. It's more like Silvergate yeah. has collapsed like full stop it's yeah done. i mean i, pre- I prepared yeah. the notes before yesterday <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't. Th- yeah i don't think anybody will go in anymore yeah okay interesting interesting yeah i mean then, then what what are the what are the impacts then? i mean when you when you think about it, it, it it's essentially a bank run people pull mm. money out and if all these big boys pull their money out then then it's okay right in that sense like it's not it's not the contagion in fact it's not going to be that crazy right
0: I mean, so far we've seen like crypto-related stocks haven't taken a hit. Like you know, uh, Bitcoin miners they they've fallen. You know, between like two to ten percent in the past few days. MicroStrategy as well. I think it's like four percent. Coinbase also, uh, after getting a bit of a pickup in recent months, uh, it's been slipping a little. And wait, but is there
1: that, that actually any impact on these companies? Like like let's say like Silvergate collapses. How is it going to impact these other companies? Do you have any thoughts around this, or is it just like oh, everybody's scared, so all the crypto stuff no, well, it just dropped.
2: I think it's very different here in the sense that um, mm. you know, when the major exchanges like Coinbase, uh, they've already moved you know the money out of Silvergate and are now like you know doing business with like you know like other banks. I think one mm. one thing here is that you know when you have like a financial institution like Silvergate or a bank uh, that's over reliant on cryptocurrencies, right? This is what happens, Because uh, in most cases, you know, when you look at say banks, you know this this particular asset class, right, you know it, it's just one part of like you know like a bigger portfolio of uh, products and services that they provide but you know in this case silvergate you know they they made their name the entire business was really built around cryptocurrencies mm,
1: mm. so it's really yeah.
2: it was really an all-in strategy for them In um, yeah. the kind of contagion that i think could happen i'll put the risks to quite minimal because it, it is a regulated financial institution in the u.s right Uh actually. If I'm not wrong, they might be incorporated in the Bahamas. Go am going check again. But anyway,
1: regulation not very, not very comforting these days anyway. But yeah, please, yeah. Please.
2: But I mean, um, in this case, you know, it's it's not going to be an FTX situation where like you know they took kind of like you know like a commingled customer like uh, yeah yeah uh, deposits into one account, right? Like Silvergate would have had to kind of keep their customer uh, funds separate. Yes. Yes. Right. So I think on okay. this point, this is not like another FTX blow up. La. So, you know, we, we know, we're not going to see another huge fallout because of this implosion, right? It is just the latest in a long line of like casualties. <laughs> it's like tremor,
1: is a tremor. It's a tremor. It, essentially it's a tremor. because it's yeah. a tremor, right? Essentially because of the big collapse.
0: You 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 say uh, they're a small bank, but they're one of the biggest in the crypto space. Uh.
2: Yes, mm. they're one of the biggest in the crypto space. But I mean, small in terms of like, when you compare it with like your more traditional names, uh.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course, of course. In terms it of market means, cap, huh? yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But but it's a different discussion. Yes. I mean, dude, guys, at one point like you know, like, silvergate stock rocketed by three hundred percent, man. This is like during the bull run. Yeah.
1: Everything, <laughs> everything went up that kind of crazy numbers, bro. But but anyway, anyway. I mean,
0: Blockit has did, did a story earlier this week uh, that we spoke to some uh, asset managers who who dealt in digital assets uh, on what they're doing. So yeah, they yes, they said they're all taking. Uh, their they are funds out of silvergate and they they're struggling to find uh, new banking partners and they're looking to swiss banks uh, that's what they said mm-hmm. um yeah signum seba and then you know some other smaller banks in in the bahamas the, these are banks known for their crypto centric strategies so um yeah financial institutions that deal with digital assets they are Looking for new banking partners, and you know, I guess the Swiss banks are going to benefit from 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 this shift. Yeah,
1: yeah, fair. I mean, it is it is what it is, right? It's like how people move money out of Hong Kong, then it all ends in Singapore. But anyway, anyway, that's a different discussion, <laughs> you know. But but I'm I'm more interested. Like, why why are all these things coming down? Like, you know, like because it doesn't look like there's any serious contagion risk, you know. So why are all the different things falling? Probably a sentiment driven. Doesn't sound like a fundamental problem, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all these different other other verticals lah, right, but it's always great to kind of check back on your companies maybe maybe they are the few companies that haven't pulled out of silvergate right
2: then you can slap them and uh, fire the management right <laughs> but <laughs> but we will see we will see yeah, but you you you're right, I don't know like, for sure exactly you know whether there's any real, real mismanagement here lah. you know is that him? i don't I didn't seem to no
0: i no, I don't think so um yeah, and and this is at least to me, you know, okay, this creates like more uncertainty and fear around the crypto space, but this is a a banking industry problem like it's it's the crypto companies. Crypto exchanges and all these guys—they are the ones that are being careful now, and that's why they're taking their money out in advance. So, mm. yeah, yeah, you could see it as the crypto industry is proactively risk managing after yeah. all the lessons in the past year.
2: I mean, they—they they, were—they were getting investigated by the SEC, though, you know, uh, for for um, during the whole FTX crisis. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which real, I guess leads us to our next story. <laughs> Great, go for it! Wow, beautiful tangent. Go for it. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so for the next story, we have the SEC you know, effectively. I guess you could say that they got bitch slapped. La. <laughs> not bitch slapped. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, okay, so the, the story here was that Binance was trying to acquire Voyager Digital's assets. And we all know that Voyager Digital right now is bankrupt, right? So like, you know, like whatever that's left, Binance is trying to acquire it. And the SEC essentially tried to block the deal. Okay. I think a, a core part of this was the VGX token. Uh, and like, you know, a, a, a big debate over whether that was a security or not. Uh, and then in bankruptcy court, you know, the US, a US judge approved the deal. Yeah. And I think that, you know, like in in, in the written judgment or rather, you know, a, a statement, he did say here that he was absolutely shocked at the SEC for interfering without giving guidance on how to address, you know, like yeah, the concerns. So I think, I think the, the you know, in summary here, Binance trying to do, uh, trying to do Binance, uh, acquire Voyager Digital, uh, I think, I think that for about 100 million U.S., If I'm not wrong, uh, that's that's what the assets were worth at that point in time. And then this sale was um, being blocked by the SEC. And then that has been, you know, approved in bankruptcy court. Interesting. Interesting.
0: But I mean, the the SEC's arguments against the acquisition was what? Like, you know, that that Binance will get customer data, social security numbers, and like, this could be shared with their, I I don't know, and, and what, and their offshore databases
2: and things like that, right? Mm. I mean, it seems like a really weak point here. I mean, that happens literally in every case or in every kind of like transaction or M&A deal, right? Like, you know, like with like a, you know, a uh, uh, business that kind of transacts with like customers, right? And this is always the case, right?
0: <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, you know, <clears throat> as this was developing, uh, there was also stories that revealed that Binance executives uh, tried to avoid uh, US regulatory scrutiny with their Binance US operations, right? Mm.
1: Mm. Oh oh what happened what happened juicy juicy
0: No I mean Binance just uh, like 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 they did in Singapore as well you know they established a local unit to service domestic customers which shields their wider uh, global business from uh, regulatory eyes uh. um, so you know like I mean the I mean the reports were uh, of telegram messages between the Binance executives uh, so Basically, I love how
1: Telegram messages are replies. It, it, it is Telegram messages are, so like really like you know I think like of credibility that we need to. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Telegram messages. Wow, lovely. No, wow. no
2: but but a well-trodden uh, approach here where like you, the business would set up localized entities, right? And the with the idea of like I would say adding some layers between the localized chapters of the business versus like you know like the main global business. Uh, yeah. As to whether like you know how and why they were trying to avoid U.S. scrutiny I mean I'm not sure la. I mean you know this this is what uh, has been alleged la. and I mean it's not surprising here I think that this situation can be broken down into two different you know like questions or narratives uh, like number one you know post FTX right is the SEC getting too aggressive uh, are they investigating or probing too much into the industry such that you know like you know it, it right now it's kind of interfering with like transactions you know such as this right And then second of all, conversely, right? You know, like is Binance, you know, becoming too powerful? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think
1: Binance is becoming very powerful. I mean, it's not a Binance only situation. It's it's with any other sectorial collapse, right? When a sector collapses and then there are one or two big boys that stay around, they will, they will scoop up everyone. It's like big four, right? It used to be big eight, uh, then big six, uh, big four, you know, nice. in, in, the, in the accounting, right? So, it mean, same with legal, same with a lot of other sectors. Doesn't mean I like, support it, but it's a natural trajectory of how, like, it's essentially capitalism compounds, in yeah. the bigger guys that stay around, they eat up, right? Uber and Grab eat up, right? And uh, together with TT's unit, right? So there's a lot of all these consolidation and when you have a big boy that has been consolidating that's consolidating around then they become very powerful they they set the the stage for everything right and it's uh, it can be problematic right? especially when when the whole idea of crypto is trying to be decentralized and all that yeah
2: but okay I, I agree with you on that front but I also I also do feel that in this case the SEC is overstepping Because, I mean, this particular situation, you know, it's an M&A deal. I I don't see how this transaction has any bearing on, like, you know, what they need to fix in terms of, like, uh, the regulatory aspect of, you know, the industry in general, right? Um, This feels more to me like, you know... A matter for like an antitrust kind of court you know I, 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 if it, it was like monopolistic behavior uh, that is anti-competitive fine I think I, I can see the argument here but I mean I'm not sure how this relates back to what happened with STX and like you know like the problems that or rather the, the kind of situations that we need clarity on mm,
1: that's fair point that's fair point maybe it's a mm. different group of people that should be prosecuting these guys right
2: maybe, you know, maybe uh, yeah. yeah.
1: but yeah I, I think the, the bigger problem is really the monopolistic behaviors so, mm. you mm. know and and mm. like you said like you are Bring essentially the FTX problem right because on some level these Binance guys ignited the FTX crisis right it's not that mm. it's not that there wasn't a matchbox there there was a yep. matchbox there there were a lot of problems there you know but these guys did a big bang run and, mm. and then and then essentially like told the whole world right these guys are assholes right and then the whole thing collapsed right? and I'm not I'm not protecting FTX right they, they gotta get their own shit done and they got their own problems internally but you cannot deny that on some level this CZ guy with the Binance guys he ignited the whole shit and yes. right. so I can understand if there's a story here that suggests that this thing is a, you know, a monopolistic move.
0: No, no, definitely. But both sides have to also test the boundaries a little and see, you know, how far they can, you know, push. Right. So yeah, yeah SEC will flex a little. So will Binance. And, and now they know where the equilibrium lies. Yeah.
2: Sleazy ha <laughs> ha
0: interesting interesting okay but yeah i mean
2: binance
0: remains the top dog uh, and now the sec has effectively uh, lost but
1: but is it changing the landscape do you feel like with binance being now the top dog i mean it's been a few
0: months right
1: do you feel like any any big changes i I think
0: think it's too early to say Uh, Mm. we'll we'll just have to see how this uh, still
2: got tremors silvergate just died so (laughs) i mean look I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, what, what Binance was doing with like, um, you know, the, the BUSD and BNB is on a similar level to what happened with FTT, like, you know, the, the FTX Texas uh, uh, token, utility, to- utility token, but uh, a part of this narrative also, I, I, I do question whether, you know, what we're seeing right now, uh, this, these monopolistic practices, right, uh, by Binance, yes, it is a natural part of like capitalism, but there's a part of me that also thinks that, you know, they, they, they might not have a choice. You know, wow, like
1: what, what if, yeah, wow, Mark, coming in with the conscious,
2: the high level, moralistic. No, like, they don't have a choice.
0: Like, they don't. They have to do it.
2: No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even talking about that, man. I'm, I'm talking about okay. like, what if, like, you know, like, I mean, they're still a private company. We don't. We don't. I mean, yes, they they've come out to kind of like said that you know they, they are are uh, very well collateralized. Uh, they have enough reserves, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but we've 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 seen that story before, right? And so. It felt to me at one point when this whole thing was unfolding, right? It was kind of a winner-takes-all approach, right? Uh, if, if at this point, Binance is able to grow big enough such that it has its tentacles or webs you know, everywhere, right? Um, then it, it almost becomes too big to fail already at that point. So if, if something were to happen down the road, like another bank run or some sort of crisis, right? You know, at which point then it is likely that, you know, like some sort of white knight or like, you know, like that, there is, it is more likely that the regulators will have no choice but to really work hand-in-hand with them.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think that that I is know the, what uh, I know the what longer
2: term view here about you know like why they are doing what they are doing, right? Like why why, why why cough up a billion dollars. Uh, as a crypto recovery fund Mm, mm, you know mm, buying mm. shit up that like you know like frankly speaking you you don't you don't really need like these some of these things as part of the core business well you know mm, yeah mm. so so i I think that they want the goal here is that you know to become too big to actually fail and that insulates it kind of washes away whatever sins that like you know like might have happened in the past it's the same thing that we see yeah it's the same thing that we see with like you know like the banking crisis and the big banks man they really like you know these guys were like you know true criminals right but it's just too big to fail at that point yeah mm-hmm. interesting
1: right. Interesting. yeah the reason yeah. why
2: you know like uh you know we could they could let ftx fails because you know at the end of the day you know if, if that thing goes down we're still trading crypto right <laughs> mm. if you bring
1: it back down to like other smaller spaces whether is it like you know on demand like Grab and Uber, or is it like e-commerce? You know, it's 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 also the same situation. Yes, right? they, exactly, they they were all exactly. they were all bleeding money. Like Matt, they were yep. bleeding until the last person stopped bleeding. Right. So yes. that is uh, so 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 it is. Uh, it can be a situation. Yeah, maybe a probe. Uh, will, will show you that inside. are also very champo one, very messy. Yep. Right, so, so there, there there's a chance
2: one way that I would I could you could characterize what CZ did you know like I would say 6 months ago with uh we essentially you know caught started the bank run right uh, yes a part of it was greed but I also think that a part of it you know was probably survival <laughs> mm. <laughs> they probably needed to do it <laughs> in my opinion la. Fair, yeah. fair. And that, that, and that will be
1: an investigative journalist piece, right? So we'll, yes. I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait for yes. you to give hot me ticks, some hot, hot takes. Hot takes, hot <laughs> takes. You want, want some like, Telegram for, messages? <laughs> VPN, okay? Be creative. Huh?
0: Hey, but, but you should also point out, right, that, that this Voyager deal was approved by 97% of its creditors because they would be getting back about a 73% recovery on their assets. Oh yeah, so that, that's that. It's not like Binance is just doing what they want. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, fair, right? Fair, fair, fair. Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the
1: award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast free shipping. okay, cool, cool, interesting. I love the story we've painted. yeah. And then this brings me to the third story for the day, right? Which really brings back down to this whole like innovation, creative, you know, and, and all that jazz, right? So the third story for today is that AI isn't that useful for blockchain, okay? The idea here is, um, of course, now ChatGPT is all the rage, right? Wait, just for clarity's sake, are you using ChatGPT to write your stuff? Oh, all the time, man. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can't unfollow already. don't need to reblog here, <laughs> right? But but uh, it is all the rage, you know. The politicians are talking about it. They're they are joking about it. I, I don't understand why these uncles find it funny, you know, like in the parliament and they say like, oh yeah, I hope you'll never use ChatGPT, right? Or speech, like wake up, lah. Okay, but anyway, anyway, right? So some people are saying that uh, ChatGPT is all the rage, but not actually Web3 ready, right? So people like Phantom Founder and DeFi Architect Andre, what is this guy's name? Crunch. Yeah, we we were also trying to figure out how to pronounce his name. Crunch. Okay, anyway. Uh, he can butcher Asian name I can butcher his name lah, huh? so Andre Crunch has warned that the blockchain industry should not be too excited about AI right um, why right because he said that AI is not ready to be integrated with blockchain technology in its current form um, despite OpenAI's chat GPT leading to an increase in AI related cryptocurrencies project right? so essentially it's a hype driven kind of shit lah, you know where, where there's this new exciting thing everybody is going for it so you know some of these like crypto big boys or at least some of the the remaining seniors left in the space, you know, and all of them are saying, um, yeah, you know, don't be too excited about this whole AI thing because it is not aligned with what uh, blockchain wants to do. And, you know, AI is essentially still fuzzier and in its early days law.
0: So what do you guys think? So the backdrop, right, is that all the VC money that was flowing into the crypto space is now being redirected to AI-related projects, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what is the crypto industry left to do when all the money is going away? They have to say that they are AI-integrated as well, right? So they can,
2: yeah. This is like you know asking Bill Gates and Elon Musk to be like you know like friends. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> you have you know blockchain has been Web three has been touted as like okay, this is going to change the way that we live, right? And then all of a sudden, you have you know Chat GPT has been on trend for the past like two or three months. You know, so so it is about whether the. the seeding like you know like what is the most innovative tech at this point in time right like what is the, so, so that media narrative right like so I think that that, that that's what's happening here and like you know it, it's just oh the, these two pieces of technology parts of the, parts of the tech world are, are both really really cool let's see and you know, let's try our best to kind of fuse them both together so that we have something coherent yeah
1: yeah M- but is there a space for that I mean it's a bit of an asshole but you all remember Ask Jamie <laughs> yes mm. I do Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am too young for that well, what's e- up, Jamie? E- <laughs> no <laughs> eh? Yo, you you were not in Singapore huh? not that you were too young for it okay but ask Jamie essentially is the stupid chatbot that was on all the government websites for a period of time essentially it's the AI chatbot you know where you ask Jamie certain things it's no different from chat GPT in the function that it is right you ask you ask Jamie something and then Jamie blurts out some some answers for you right and it was it was such a flop it was so horrible right I think and, and I think that's why people are so amazed with chat because the way the answers are being pulled out you know um, is a lot it's a lot more rigorous right it's a, it's
0: in in, Actually, the, in the remember w- it's like it's basically like Microsoft's hey, you remember clip, ICQ la. do you remember ICQ <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh.
1: just want to check your
0: age huh? <laughs> Yeah, I, I oh, remember okay. the paper clip in, in Microsoft Word, lah. So that's the same thing, right?
2: Dude, I remember like like IRC and Alamak Chat, dude. That's like how. No, old, I don't like, talk to you.
1: It's like you're you're too <laughs> old for me, right? Yeah, you're, you're five five six years uh, ahead, I think. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. That, I mean, look, I actually yeah, like this. This AI tech. Uh, uh I mean, aside from ChatGPT, there there are really quite a lot of different. You know, so there there are generative art uh, and illustration tools. You know, mm-hmm. um, you there is an AI for like generating uh, um social media assets. Mm. You know, so you could literally type in that like you know, like I want five slides formatted for Instagram feed that feature a bald Asian guy with glasses. Mm,
1: thank you, <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank
1: you, yeah, and, then, and
2: then they, uh, and also who is uh, uh, and about you know like finance. You could add it in, and then like mm. it would generate something that looks cool yeah
0: mm, mm. i don't know if you're aware mark but now we have our stories on instagram being read out by an ai joe biden yes 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah wait seriously on your <laughs> yeah. ig
1: yeah oh shit we should we should do something we should do something
0: <laughs> no but yeah. I mean, we also do use a lot of other ai tools like you know work like you know things to do with like you know transcribing our interviews and meetings and like all, all that stuff that just makes work Easier, but okay. To, to bring it back to this conversation, uh, ChatGPT says that you know its AI can be used for smart contract management, fraud detection, predictive analytics mining optimization, and identity verification. So all these potentially very good use cases for, for the crypto space. But, but you know, there are several voices within the industry that are uh, skeptical about this rush to, to using AI. Yeah.
1: In what sense? Like, why are people skeptical in that sense? I mean,
0: like, like for example, like, um, we spoke to a CakeDeFi co-founder, Yuzin. I mean, he said that uh, the AI is too limited for blockchain tech. I think he gets a bit technical uh, saying that blockchains need to be deterministic, but AI is fuzzy in that you get a different answer each time you ask AI.
1: I mean, it's based on your prompts, right? Essentially how you prompt it yeah Mm. but you know what's the interesting part the interesting part is even if you use it right you don't actually know how the prompt works right you you don't know you don't know how this prompt is telling you what is behind you know like like even even a lot of the people that create this ai right i mean time before ai is probably called machine learning right for a period of time Mm. but anyway even time before uh people that created uh, a lot of people that created this ai they say that they don't even know you know what is the what is the algorithm at the back right because the whole idea is to is to create a set of parameters to train the ai such that it can create its own parameters to then give you the answers that are the best in class right but but because you because we won't have any clue and, and essentially the algorithm is ever-changing because it's ever-learning, it's always updating. So your prompts, right? It's like, I can... I mean, some people can just go and try and experiment, right? You ask the same question today and you try to ask the same question in the same format three months down, right? It may have a very different set of answers. Yeah,
2: because I mean, right? the AI, you know, depending on what has happened really, it would, it would have evolved as well. Yeah. Um, but do you reckon this, this could also be a UI thing? Like, you know, like maybe there, there needs to be some sort of, you know, a better better user experience with, with these, there's um, some transparency about how like, you know, like the machine is, or the AI is actually like learning or... No,
1: no, no, bro. It's not it's not about that. It's, it, uh, the idea is, so far, the best in class ideas, okay, or the people that are in the space mm-hmm. that, that I, I've, I've read and some people I've casually talked to, they all say that they don't know how the AI ultimately creates these answers because all they are doing is to is to create a parameter to create yeah, the AI. Yeah, yeah, then the AI yeah. will create its own parameters to make the answers. Okay. Right. So so even they don't know what is this black box that is, that's happening. Right. So so we, which is I think what I think what the guys are saying about okay. the and fuzzier. you know. Um. So yeah, even the
2: creators you know uh, don't realize what is inside and and you know what Reggie um, that's actually a really great point I I don't want to kind of turn this final discussion into something a bit more ideological uh, you
1: always do that (laughs)
2: bro. (laughs) don't don't, don't (laughs) you guys see this as a huge problem like even Mm. if the creators don't even know you know like what is actually happening behind right that that to me is a huge it raises a a huge ethical issue because I I think that it can definitely make work uh, a lot more efficient it can make you know, if, and if really you're, they're able to apply that technology to some of the infrastructural issues at the moment um, with blockchain, you know, uh, that would definitely speed things up, right? But I, I think that it is that that part of being human, right, uh, is 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 being able to problem solve and then learning from that, and also being able to articulate and communicate, right? If this actually becomes the norm in about you know like five years or so. You know, we we are gonna lose uh, a significant part of like our humanity here. You know, I I'm not even I'm, I'm not even kind of like I don't think it's it's too extreme of a of a view here, right? I mean, if you think about, I don't need I don't, I don't ever need to kind of draft an email again. I don't even I mean, right now, like you know, like I used to grow up like when we grew up, you know, we still were able to kind of write letters to each other, right? I don't even know how to do that anymore. No, I don't. Uh, I know? don't. I
1: don't. I don't yeah. write letters.
2: So, right. so, so so I just so want to now, make sure you know,
1: that we are we are different group one, just to, yeah. just to be clear.
2: <laughs> yeah right so so we we just went from like okay now we're at a point where like communication is very instant yeah you don't, you don't need to think too much and then we can kind of like you know like post something online and bam you, get it, you got it done already we're going to reach a point where like we don't even know how to do that man like because you don't need to we just need to kind of like you know key in some prompts it's done for you
1: <laughs> no 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 i I think i think the idea here is a lot of yeah. people need to realize that when these prompts they they do something they create something for you they are really I i i mean i don't exactly know what's inside the ai but i'm pretty damn sure there's some sort of a consensus within it, in a sense that which articles are the most ranked, you know, how many backlinks mm-hmm. do they have? You know, um, yeah, what what are the Keywords that are the hottest, the the, the most written, you know, and and all that, right? Because there must be some sort of uh, measurement at the back for the AI to know that, okay, uh, this is the best answer out there, right? So in other words, right, whatever that is shooting out at you are consensus, right? This is what people will call best in class. But if you really want to play the game, right, then actually you can stage it, right? You can stage a lot of articles and then you churn it over X period of time. And then it can actually shift the consensus, Right, uh, so so that's a different discussion, right? But but if you are talking about like creative work, you know, actually creating new things and um, re-envisioning data sets, because data sets, they come to you, you can spin all sorts of stories from the same data sets, right? So if you are creating new things, it doesn't run against what these AI are doing. They are really just pulling data out to form a best-in-class answer. But best-in-class is ever-changing, right? Based on what is being put out there and how do you interpret and, and all that right so so I think that's the difference la. but do you guys think that this whole AI thing can actually work in Web3 or is, that, is there a space here for it or, or like it's just like going to stay on its own for a while until like it's more developed then we look at how to come back you know or what is happening
2: to be frank I'm not I really, I'm really, i really not qualified to kind of like answer that question no. AI is a space where you know I, I don't have the uh, subject matter expertise to weigh in on um, I don't know about Tim la, but, but yeah
0: I mean, to answer your question, whether it's going to be useful for Web3, I mean, the the crypto industry is is so decentralized, right? And there's like information overload and fragmentation across platforms. So this is a use case for AI because, you know, information that was difficult for users to access and comprehend, can now be packaged uh, and delivered in an understandable form. So, I mean, I think that there is a use case, but whether you know it is successful or it will be widely adopted in the future, yeah, I mean, I also can't say. However, there are, many projects now that are experimenting with this uh, with with all the VC money flowing into the space, of course. Uh, Yesterday, um, uh, I I received a press release that another AI platform called Kaito has just raised like $5 million. Not that much, but... Uh, big names behind it like Dragonfly, Sequoia, a few others, which wants to transform crypto search with ChatGPT. So it's it's like basically they want to help users browse Web3 easily. Uh, so this 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 crypto search engine is already available um, on trial, and like right now you can't when you when you do searches, <clears throat> try to get information or whatever. You can't get stuff that's all available on Twitter, Discord, forums, on-chain dashboards and things like that. So with all the VC money flowing to the space, uh, there, there are several projects that are getting off the ground now, one of which I received a press release yesterday from another AI platform called Kaito. So they raised five million to transform crypto search using ChatGPT, transform. and they got some big names behind it, like Dragonfly, Sequoia, a few others. Kaito wants to help users browse Web3 easily because, like, when when you're searching for information online, especially crypto industry-related stuff, you know you get your information from Twitter, Discord, forums, on-chain dashboards, all that not easily accessible or available, uh, especially to search engines. Um, so you know this this AI platform wants to help yeah you know help you get information from all these uh, varied sources. Uh, uh, so you, you go to go back to your question: Is it too limited for what three? It's still too early to say, but you know there, there there is a use case because the crypto industry is so decentralized, and there there, there needs to be a way to pull all this uh, disparate sources of information together.
1: Nice, nice. So yeah, I think uh at the end of the day there still leaves uh, more room for, you know, development and see how it goes, you know. But uh I I think I love yeah.
2: Let, let me just say this, uh, I, I'm excited about this technology, but I also mm-hmm. want it to fail in a way. Like, I really do. I, I, I just I mean my view, I, I just don't think it's a good thing for us. Yeah.
1: Uh, I I know, I know and, and, you, and you know what's the most interesting thing actually the most interesting thing about this AI right was when automation was built in for like white coll- like blue collar jobs right all the white collar people were like yeah this is great lovely good stuff you know we can increase margin we can automate a lot of these things but now that a lot of these automation and all these AI and all these things are coming in to suck up the white collar people's job yep. Right? Yep. you know uh, uh, wow, the anger is there they were like, how can you do this it's not ethical blah 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 Whatever rubbish. You I get, mean, this one even in, just
2: creative work <laughs> and stuff. Like, you know, like you don't think that mm. kind of like tr- trading can can should actually be automated. I mean, like you know, like I like having an AI to do that. We better than a human being.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a different discussion. Our go trade has been around for a long time and it's, it's very hard because the the parameters are not fixed, it's dynamic. Right? So so uh, that's a different discussion. Yeah, yeah anyway. anyway. I'm I'm more I'm more amazed by the amount of chatter now, more unethical, <laughs> wow, It's like wow, you're so privileged, uh. But anyway, anyway,
2: uh, that's hey, a different but, but discussion. You know, I
0: don't know. I, I I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like I I'm all for it. You know, when I was when I was a kid growing up, there was all this talk about how robots are gonna like change the world and then nobody will have to work. But then like mm. the older I get, the the more I work. Like <laughs> when when will robots take over and I can just chill out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Actually, supposed Tim, to be working Tim less just now, wants right? to
1: chill. Tim's just Tim just wants to chill.
0: I mean now we're yeah. in twenty twenty three, you know, we're supposed to be working a lot less than before. Like especially for yeah, these tools and all uh, to, to, yeah. to help us. <laughs> yeah. But that's annoying,
1: right? Annoying, yeah. yeah. That, that's a so different anyway, discussion.
0: I'm all, for, I'm all for AI and like, please take over all our jobs. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I've yeah. had enough.
1: No, no, I think that's a very different discussion in the sense of who then owns the value created by the AI? <laughs> are we going to do it on a socialistic front, right? Wow,
2: we're we going to go there <laughs> anyway. No, because if you, if you didn't actually create it, then it's not yours. I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> like, you know, like 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 that there is no value that, that is generated from there. I think that that is like the, the key thing here. But yeah, that, that's a great question, Raji
1: it's okay we will we nationalize AI okay anyway okay. so yeah I mean that's what we need to do okay <laughs> so yeah
2: take care all thank
1: you uh, thanks for joining me this week um, well we'll see you next week and next week I think we have a friend on the show so yeah Bosley. I think I'm gonna get Bosley on do y'all know Boss Lee? Like he has got yes, a big TikTok I, I, I channel I look, yeah. yeah 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 It's has got a big TikTok channel so his name is Brian nah. I hate to call him Bossly nah. I mean, so like, I hate to call people by their stage name but anyway we'll see you all next week and uh, have a fun time so take Hi, care guys bye Hey Coconuts, so yes, uh, I hope you enjoy this new show that we're building together with the team at Blockhead and uh, the goal is very clear, right? We're not here to shield any token or be a cheerleader for any project but we feel that there's a lot of development that's going on in this space that we could cover and continue to be a little bit smarter um, as investors. I mean, eventually, you tune in every week to a financial podcast network so that you can be smarter with your investments and if it so happen this is something that you're looking at, the crypto space, Web3, Metaverse, all these kind of stuff and that is where we're trying to cover but not from the angle of like this is good that is bad but really trying to see it from like what is happening how is it developing and I hope you find this useful and interesting right so if you want to continue to get more coverage around the crypto space check out
0: blockhead.co and then we will see you next week